Welcome back to another episode of Flip the Record with Joey and Joe. Hey, what's going on, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, I'm pretty down bad today, man. I just, like, kind of, I took a, not took a few weeks off. I just kind of got out of the gym for a couple weeks, so, like, I hit it hard the last couple days. Now I'm fucking sore everywhere. I'm hungover. I, I actually feel mortal today. Like, I got... I don't get this often, but I got like fucking heartache or heartburn today, which is a sign you're getting old. Uh, I haven't I haven't had that yet, but I have had my hips been messed up the last couple of weeks. Like I, nothing makes you feel like more of an old man than having your hip. Like my hip was hurting. I was yeah. doing boxing class, and I was like, Fuck. it was just yeah, it was messing me up. Such a random injury. Like it's not that's not like a oh I'm sore. That's like an oh I'm old. Yeah, and then my cat woke me up at well I went to bed at like midnight last night after having several beverages and. My cat woke me up at like six in the morning and I couldn't fall back asleep. So I just got up and started working on the podcast. <laughs> it, was just, it was just one of those like, I'm like, man, is this is this really what the fuck? What my life has become is <laughs> hip pain and waking up at six in the morning on <laughs> yeah, no sleep. That's about what my dad does every day, dude. Five thirty, six o'clock is up with the dog. Can't Ugh. sleep anyways. Brutal. Uh, before we get into it today, I just want to stand on one hill. I, I maybe die on this hill. If there's any college football fans listening. <laughs> Anybody who may be a, a doubter or a naysayer or just a hater to Michigan football, go fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourselves. Number one in the country. We're going for the natty this year. It's a lock. Put your mortgage on it. I'm so fucking ready to be back. <laughs> That's all I got to say. No comment. All righty. Uh, anything else, Joey? No, let's uh, let's get into Glorious Sons. Why don't you? How'd you get in these guys? Because they're relatively small. It's crazy, right? But like, this is another one you catch on Detroit Rock Radio, right? Because they're Canadian bands. So these guys are from Kingston, Ontario, which is uh, I don't know. It's kind of an hour, maybe an hour, couple hours outside of Toronto, uh, right? Something like that. Um, so you know, you hear a couple songs here and there on Detroit Rock Radio, and then I remember checking out uh, uh, Beautiful Fools and. Whatever the name of the album is. I'm Young forgetting. Beauties and Fools. Young Beauties and Fools. Um, and I was like, wow, this album rocks. And uh, I kind of honestly just like really tuned into that album and never really checked out the rest of their shit. And then I just got a fucking inkling a couple weeks ago. We were like, ah, oh, let's check them out, you know. Uh, like, I really love that album, but I didn't really know much else about them. So it's cool that we're getting into it. Yeah, I think for me, I think, again, my buddy Reed, who's he's shown me so many cool artists over the years. I think he put me onto these guys like back in probably 2017 18 some sometime around there after young beauties and fools came out because i, w- I when they when they released the war and everything like i remember you know it came up in like spotify and i was like oh cool like new music from these guys so shout out reed for uh putting me on to some awesome artists and yeah i'm excited to talk about these guys yeah and what's crazy is like you know I, I did some reading about these guys there's really not much out much about these guys like a couple of brothers smattering of other members throughout the years but there ain't a ton of like info about these guys they're pretty low-key that being said they're not like low-key in terms of recognition i know the juno awards aren't necessarily like it's no grammy but they've won a shit ton of juno awards like they, i think they have two or three like rock albums of the year for juno awards which is like canadian grammys basically okay um like these guys are getting recognized and i i i mean I wouldn't say the last album in particular, this Glory album, is getting so much radio play as maybe some of the other stuff, but I mean they've got some they've got some hits, man. Yeah, I'm just pulling up right now. I want to make sure I get this right. So okay, yeah. So on Spotify, these guys only have 
less than a million monthly listeners. I don't even think this is right, but it says less than a million monthly users, 644,000. Even Dreamers, for context, had over a million. That's crazy. And I mean, and these guys have some hits that have way more. Sawed Off Shotgun was everywhere. Yeah. I, I just can't believe only that's. I, again, I think these guys are underrated for like, I think some of their best work is, is severely underrated. Uh, we'll get it when we get to the new album. We'll talk about that. I don't yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, neither am I. I think their first three albums, like there's a lot of great stuff on there. Totally, totally. Um, and, and what's crazy, too, to me is like, I don't think this band does anything like wildly experimental either. Like this, this feels like a band that like should hit rock radio and fucking fly up the charts, you know, like. It, it's not some muse or I don't know, something like that where they're trying all sorts of different shit. Like this is very standard rock, rock and roll. Yeah. Like it's not even I was trying to put these guys in some kind of subgenre, but it's really tough because they don't quite fit the folk. They don't quite fit the like hard rock. They don't quite fit southern rock, um, but they have elements of all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. It, it was it was kind of hard to place them in, a, in one specific category. Yeah, they're just like real solid rockers. Yeah. Until the new shit. We'll get. There. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah. Do you want to get into I don't know if did you have any notes on Shapeless Art, the EP? And yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's it's a six song EP. It's kind of their let's call it trial. Right. Um, and let's two of those songs appear on the first album. So let's maybe save those to talk about those on the union. And that would be White Noise and Mama. Both excellent tracks. But yes. yeah, I'm good with that. Yes. Um, let me get my notes up here. And I don't have a ton on the other four songs, but I'd be foolish not to mention them. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Like, Shapeless Art, it's a slower track, but still really, like, gripping and, uh, you know, picks up a little bit. Fun guitar vibe, you know, like, there's good stuff here. Yeah, I actually think this is, outside of the two tracks that appear on the, the Union, yeah. I think this is the best track. I think this is this is the one that you would want to check out. Yeah, I think I can get I can get behind. I like all of these. I'm just gonna say it. All six of these tracks are like really good. But yeah, yeah. And the shapeless art it picks up like about a minute thirty in. The music really starts to to hit. And yeah, it's just it's a cool song. When he's singing, nothing dies easy and nothing dies tasteful. Nothing dies happy and nothing dies faithful. I really like those lines. It's funny too because like the song. I just said they're not super experimental, I and mean, that's true. But this song in particular feels like it doesn't have like a um, your typical kind of song structure to it either. Uh, where yeah. they're going up and down in like odd timing. There, there's not like there are defined choruses, but they're in odd spots. Like, and they do this. They do the thing where he's singing e- easy, like like he's extending it. He's singing easy for like twenty seconds, and he's also like doing the verse over that, right? Or doing right, part of the chorus right. over that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, let's let's just get that off the top now here too. Brett Emmons, lead singer, and his brother Jay Emmons on guitar, but Brett Emmons, lead singer, awesome voice too. Great voice. He's got like he's got the ability, he, generally raspy voice, kind of let's call it a little deeper, a little heavier. Um, not so much like Three Days Grace heavy as it is just like closer to Zach Bryan heavy is kind of what I'm getting at, but. Um, like he really uses it to its full potential on some of these songs, especially the ones like the ones where he's giving it more energy. You really hear that raspy shit come out. It's really, really cool. And he, I mean, you know, Shapeless Art isn't necessarily one of those songs, but still really nice work there too. Oh, I'm with you on that. I love his voice. Um, the next song, Caroline. Uh, 
this is just I don't think it's anything crazy. It's just very nice, like easy listening, like very Sunday morning vibes, you know? Yeah. Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Caroline. She's the reason for the word bitch. Bitch. <laughs> you know that outcast song? Yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah I, you know, what's? I didn't look into this at, for this song, but it does sound a little bit like it. Brett's not the lead vocalist on this. Like, I, or maybe he's just doing something different with his voice. No, I totally get what you mean. I kind of thought the same thing. Um, I think some of the other guys get their turns here. Um, you know, it's not necessarily like you'll hear it on other tracks too, where they jump in, you know, it's always Brett at the top, but like you'll hear the other guys chime in as well. Um, so yeah, I can totally see if that wasn't Brett. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, I guess just kind of, you know, cruising right through this. Cause we'll, we'll spend a lot of time yeah, on the yeah, next yeah. couple albums. Um, Ruby's Ruby's an interesting one. This one is, there was this, uh, Reddit thread where Brett during COVID was just answering questions from fans, which is cool. Yeah. And someone asked him, they're like, what's your favorite song to play live and why is it Ruby? <laughs> and he, re- he replied, uh, it always changes. I enjoy playing Wild Eyes and A Funny Thing Happened right now. There's a spastic energy to them and I don't think we've captured it in many of our other songs. Also, Ruby's still a favorite even after seven years. So I think this one's a little bit more personal to him. It's also cool because, like, you know, you got this six-track EP here. And so they're definitely trying things and seeing what's going to work for a full album. And so this is a little bit heavier, a little more, like, alt-rocky. Um, like, it kind of gave me Oasis vibes a little bit, just the, like, the guitars and everything. Um, but I really like this one, too. It's choppy, deliberate, vocals are raspy as hell, and really stretching out lines. Uh, I think this is a really nice one. Yeah, I like this one. The song itself is about what you do for a girl. He's singing like, I want to fight a bear and bring him back into town on my shoulders. Close his eyes in front of the fold. <laughs> walk away bleeding, bloodied, and bold. So, uh, kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, that's it for the EP. Like I said, we'll talk about White Noise and Mama and The Union. Yeah. So, let's get into it. Um, so, their first full-length album, The Union. This is 2015. 15. Um, like I said, I, I don't know how much, I don't know how much critical acclaim this album got, but this album fucking rocks. I don't think it's as good as the next album, Young Beauty, Beauties and Fools, but it's a different sound entirely for that. And it's, it's more in like the, let's call it just again, solid rock and roll, right? Um, I think you get a lot of different sounds throughout this album, but in that, like sticking to the bit, they're not getting outside of their like it's just it you don't get any crazy like poppy or hard rocky like it's just very solid rock and roll throughout with them kind of twisting it here and there let's say really really good stuff yeah and knowing your taste of music you probably like this album a little bit more than i do but i still like it like i still think it's a good listen all the way through yeah yeah no i this is a really cool album for me for sure yeah so the album opens with man made man which is interesting because it takes a full two minutes for them to get into the chorus. And once they do get into the chorus, it hits hard. But I wish they would get there a little bit quicker. Yeah, it kind of like you feel it building and building. The guitars are a little muted, quiet, uh, kind of just chopping along or more like thumping along. Um, the, even the vocals are kind of stuck in like a mid-low range. And then all of a sudden the first chorus hit and it rips through the rest of the song. Um, I don't know if there's any connection here but it struck me because i was listening to this and i was like huh this sounds like something else i've heard hmm. you ever listen to who made who by acdc no so they have that song um and it's kind of got a similar build-up pattern where uh angus is just the guitar is like me again muted quiet and then it's just but like underneath and then they hit that first chorus and it 
bangs up again. So I just thought maybe there was some kind of connection between that and this, where it's like you go from who ma- who made who to man made man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's again. I have no clue if there's any connection between the two. But I just thought maybe maybe this is my little conspiracy theory that there's a thread between the two. Yeah, I didn't I didn't find anything on that. Uh, I did have a note at, at the beginning of the song. You know that it's like. Do you know what? Is there like yes. a certain, it, what instrument? Yes. Is that? What is that? The, so it's in, colloquially known as the fish. Okay. Um, it's like the G. I think it's. I took a note on this. Uh, I think it's called a wiro. Um, I tried searching for it and I couldn't for the life of me figure it out. But isn't it like the thing where it's like a stick? Yeah. And then there's a rectangular so, thing on the outside of it. It's um. It's kind of like. It's kind of like this kind of shape, but um. You know, rounder. And it's got ribs all up and down the side of it. And you take a stick and you just kind of rub it along the the length oh, okay. of the like box. It's a wooden box, essentially. Um, and that's how you get that like wooden clicking sound. Yeah, uh, it's very It's a distinct. wild, wild choice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my first note was the fucking fish. Um, I think it's a guiro. Guiro. Okay. Guiro. I don't know. Yeah, so that uh, that stuck out to me, and I I was driving me crazy because I didn't know what to search to find it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but no, this is a, this is a good song. It once it picks up, it's you know it's it's a little bit heavier, and I like the line. I have my mother's thunder and my pride. As I grow older, I hope my father's calm comes over the storm in my eyes. And then I stood between the light and the dark and let the shadow come over my heart. Yeah, I think they have they have moments through the catalog of really nice songwriting. Other moments where it's kind of like, eh, it's just it's just a song. Um, but I think this is one of the, this is one of the better ones for me. Yeah, the second track on the Union, uh, I think it's their yeah it's their most popular. Had eighteen million streams. This is a great addition for the workout playlist. This is heavy. Yeah, this is one of those ones where he grits it out all the way through. It's just banging along, up tempo, high energy. I mean, really cool guitar licks. I mean, I just, you're exactly right. It's not like super hard, heavy rock. Like, it's no seether, but damn, these this fucking song rocks. Yeah, his, his voice is, he does great vocal work on this. Like, he maximizes his full range and, yeah, like, the raspiness, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he really hits a nail on the head here. Uh, the song is about, you know, kind of taking life head on, or at least that's what I interpreted mm-hmm. from it. You know, yeah. come heavier, don't come at all. I did have a note from Brett that, you know, I really like these guys, but this was on that same Reddit thread. He said, uh, I guess they don't really play this song live anymore or as much. He said, it's not so much the message that's portrayed in the song as much as it is the way the messages can be manipulated. For instance, about five years ago, we were approached with an offer to use a song, this song on a military website in a video that showed people dying. That was pretty much the beginning of the end on that one for me. Uh, I also think the band has grown since that song was released, and I'm not sure I want to honor that small blimp in my past that has become literally meaningless to me. And then he expanded on that a little bit more, but it's like, dude, this is like one of your top songs. How are you not going to play it in concert? It is kind of whack when artists do that. I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but it sounds familiar. But and I I just don't get it. It's not like like this is like a fine song. There's no like message in here that wouldn't be like I don't get what he's saying. Like it's not like. Yeah, there's no pointed message. I just think, um, I mean, that's interesting context you brought to that. It, it sounds like it's all really context, right? Like, you have this song, and it's just, I guess, like, brought about negative vibes for the band. Um, but, yeah, if it's one of your most popular songs, like, 
kind of got to find a way to grit and bear it. And he closed the thought out with, I can no longer relate to it. I'm glad people like it, but you can listen to it in your car, in your headphones, in your kitchen. That pissed me off. It's like, dude, if this is one of your top songs, like, there, and there's no real reason for you not to play it other than it was, it was one of your first songs and you don't relate to it as much, it's like, fuck off. Yeah, it is a little bit pompous. I hear you. But I don't know. Regardless, really cool song. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> for sure a top ten. Um, totally agree. But yeah, I just I I didn't under, I don't understand that. Yeah. Follows that up with hard times. Uh, a little bit more back into the middle ground here. Um, kind of mid high tempo, mid high energy. Um, you know, just classic kind of glorious suns track here. Honestly, I didn't think there was anything crazy. Uh, but still good sound. Yeah, good solid rock. Not super hard, but not pop. Somewhere in between. <laughs> Um, yeah, just a, a song about kind of chasing your dreams head on. And there's several songs with similar messaging in this album. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. After that is lightning. Yeah. And this starts a little slower and then kind of picks up along. It's not quite a ballad and it's not quite like a hard rock song. It's just, I don't know. It's uh, another one in the catalog. That's a little strange maybe, but like, I still enjoy the sound like his vocals here rock. Um, you know, the guitar picks up after a while. It's really good. Even the drumming, man. Like, it's not crazy, but it's just a nice tone setter. Um, I kind of low-key like this song. Yeah, it's fine. A similar messaging in the last song. Everyone goes through hard, you know, dark times. They come through and see the light on the other side. I do like, I think the opening line in the song is, you know, the night is our addiction, which I, I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of cool. I've never yeah, heard anyone like it's an interesting metaphor. Yeah. Refer to the night as an addiction before, but it it's cool. It, it's interesting because I think they'll flesh out ideas like that a lot more on the next album um, where they talk about kind of being let's call it wild child type people, uh, you know, crazy family, shit like that. Um, so, you know, you can kind of understand that vibe in that context, let's say. Yeah. The next track is White Noise. Right, so one of the two songs off the EP. Yes. I cannot believe this is not the number one track, dude. This song. Uh, from this album? Yeah. This song fucking rocks. It's kind of almost like a classic Rocky type of song. Um, you know, they got the background ooh-ahing and, you know, just a very standard tune, very standard, like, cadence guitar, right? Um but again, with this vocal work, man, the the chorus is so catchy. Well, it's funny the chorus on this song is just white noise, like repeated, and the chorus on uh, "Man Made Man" is just "Man Made Man" repeated. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny to see them do do that for a couple songs throughout this album. But I agree, it is very catchy. So catchy, dude. Yeah, I just it's not even one of the starred tracks on this album for me, and maybe that's just because it gets more play off the EP. You know, when people go to listen to it, um, they listen to that version instead of this version, whatever tomato tomato to me but this song rocks yeah he's got a verse in here i really like i smoke my cigarettes to feel the burn it's kind of nice it's kind of a nice feeling something that you've earned to just turn off the lights and burn in the dark with a dart yeah <laughs> dude guys being dudes yeah no, no i i like the song and yeah I, I like the lyrics on this one as well yep after that is the contender for some reason, I get a vibe. You're not a fan of this track. You know what's funny? I'd kind of forgotten about this because I, I had this whole album saved, but yeah. it's just one of those things where if it comes up on shuffle, I'm probably skipping it. Yeah. And listening back to this one, I was like, oh, yeah, I like this song. I remember okay. why I saved it. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like this song, too. Again, this very much fits the rest of the album. So, you know, it's not the, the sound is right in tune with the rest of it. 
same kind of thing. Really nice vocal work. Guitar picks up a little bit later. Um, you know, not a little bit buzzier, a uh, little bit grittier. Um, just a really nice deep cut here. Yeah, what's funny about this one too is the first two verses like don't necessarily come across as like uh, literal, like it's a boxing contender, and then later on in the song, he sings specifically about boxing. Like you were, you were yeah. right to be mad about the things your mother never taught you, because I was there with the when the uppercut caught you. Very Canadian. Yeah, it was. It was just funny. I was because the first couple of verses, I was like, oh, like it's a cool metaphor, and then it started singing about boxing. I was like, oh. It's, it's, it's a boxing song. Yeah, it is. That, that's a funny point. I just brought up very Canadian. They got a song in this album called, titled Gordy. We'll get to in a minute, too. And it's just <laughs> like if I if I meet anybody named Gordy, my first guess is they're from like I like Thunder Bay, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. It's just like blatantly Canadian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's get to the next one. because I love this next one, too. Also off the EP Mama. This is a little bit more of the clap-along vibe, kind of, um, you know, strummy, strummy electric chords still, but, you know, just chopping along, um, not too fast, kind of just like, almost like funky kind of playing, but not a funky sound. It's that cadence. Um, but he opens just solo, just mama down by the river, you know, he just, he hits the chorus by himself with no music to open the song and then it crashes in. That's a really cool pit. The harmonica throughout and then the harmonica solo at the end is the best that we've covered so far. By far. Whoa. By oh, far. For harmonica? Yeah, we've covered some really I good. I don't know, man. We've covered some really good harmonica. Born and Raised, John Mayer. John Party's got several songs with some good harmonica. Several, several Zach Zeppelin Bryan, songs. A couple Zeppelin. That's a bold claim. No, this one rips. It is just so loud, so energetic, so fun. Like, this is another one I could put on the workout playlist, too, just for that. Yeah, and this is the other hit off the album. This one had, like, 10 million streams. This, yeah, it's rocks. And I think his voice really shines on this one, especially in the chorus. Yeah, again, that first opening chorus, but then all the choruses, too. Because once you fill it up, too, like, it's just such a great compliment to his voice, man. I, I love this song. Yeah, and he's kind of singing about, like, not being able to... Once he starts falling for someone, like, he's all the way in. Like, he can't pull himself out of it. Yeah, I'm a sinner, a sinner for love. Yeah, exactly. A weird a weird bit there, but, yeah. Yeah, it's still um, a it's cre- creative writing. line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, after that is the title track, The Union, which I think this is probably one of the lesser ones on the album, for me, at least. Yeah, a little forgettable. I just, I mean, it, it's very standard Glorious Sun sound to this point. Nothing crazy, but... uh. I don't know, just writing, I know it's not necessarily about the union, but, like, the, the whole bit, like, I'm not going to join the union, just, I don't know, it just doesn't strike me. Yeah, I, I had noted it was kind of an odd chorus, odd combination of lyrics. It's just, yeah, like you said, it's just not really, there's not a lot of replay value, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just, again, very, like, niche. Yeah, and what, we just did a, who had a somebody else had a song about like the union like a week or two ago? Uh, Lumineers, no. Might have been um, Zach Bryan. No, it was either Lumineers or Zach Bryan. I wouldn't put it past Zach Bryan. <laughs> that sounds like something he would do. Anyways, oh, actually, let's talk about Zach Bryan real quick. I saw a video the other day on TikTok. I guess this was a like kind of a little big deal, maybe a few months ago. He, do you hear he got arrested for what? Like dude, a DUI? No, not even that, dude. He was just being a dickhead. 
Oh. Uh, so he's driving through Oklahoma, and he gets pulled over for, like, speeding. And the cop asked him for his license, and he's like, I can't give it to you. I'm famous. Are you serious? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But, and obviously, they have dash cam, and then they have body cam. So, like, and that's public record, too, by the way. You can just go pull that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he didn't want to, like, he didn't want to give him his license because he didn't want to be on this dash cam footage. And, and then the cop, like, he got so, like, aggravating towards the cop, being like, yo, what the, f-? like, like, just being a dickhead to him. Yeah, that the cop was like, I know who you are. I'm not trying to be a dickhead. I'm just trying to do my job. I, you were going over over the speed, like not a big deal. And he just like kept pushing it and pushing it, and pushing it to the point he like got booked overnight. Wow. It, yeah, it was just a weird That's, bit. That is weird. It's it's funny because like in his songs and, and maybe it's just his voice. He sounds like he'd be a nice guy. And then yeah, in I, the interviews I've heard of him, he seems well spoken. I, I think he probably is because then I saw a tweet pretty like close to the time afterwards where he was like hey i was kind of being a dickhead last night i got in over my head bad moment yeah that's everybody has those moments yeah true but it's a bad yeah, look i was like whoa where the fuck did this come from yeah, that's kind of odd because i just kind of expect him to be like a light easygoing dude you know but i think he does have convictions that like maybe i don't know maybe i guess i just didn't consider like he's, he's a navy guy right like they're they're built a little different yeah for sure Anyways, back huh. to what, back to the topic at hand, Glorious Sons. Uh, yeah, the Union, don't go back to it. Yes. Gordy? So, Gordy, the, the name for this song actually comes from... Producer? No, no, no. The frontman for the Tragically Hip, uh, Gordy Downey, who had passed away. I've heard of them. I don't, rec- I don't think I recognize any of their music. No, I, I didn't really either, but um, when I was just researching it, yeah, this is... This was a tribute for him. That's cool. This slower ballad here, um, you know, kind of choppy guitar and piano. Um, honestly, like the the vocals are sweet. This isn't one of my favorite songs off the album, um, but it's fine. It's 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 decent. Like like you said, it's one of the softer ones. It could almost pass for like a like a country song almost. A yeah, bit. yeah. Again, bl- like blurring the line a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. I don't really have anything else on that one. Lover Under Fire after that. Again, a little more high energy here. I kind of like this one. Um, this is one that maybe could get swept under the rug a little bit, but I think there's still some nice stuff here. Again, just good classic playing on the guitar. Uh, really nice, like, getting through the range vocal works. A uh, little bit more raspy than some of the last couple tracks. Like, it was a good one. Yeah, about being a lover under fire. I want to die singing your favorite song in an old abandoned church with the lights turned off, smoking cigarettes till the fire starts, till there's nothing but a burnt cross and broken hearts. Yep. I want to sim so hard for you. I'd cut my finger off just to <laughs> see her in a thong, you know, one of those ones. Yeah, right, right. Oh, man. Uh, closes out with Amigo, and this is very off the beaten trail, and I really don't think they have anything else like this in their catalog necessarily. May There might be one track on the next album. We I think the third album, about. yeah. Um. But this is pretty different. It's a pian- like a slow piano and then like violin ballad. Um, it's, it's like six minutes too. Um, you know, feels real heavy. The vo- or the, the lyrics here are better writing for sure. Um, you know, still a little bit a little poetic for me. But I guess that's also kind of the vibe of the track. Um, guitar kind of like slowly chops in a little bit about halfway through. But um, I don't know. It's just really powerful. I guess it feels powerful. Yeah, I think lyrically it captures the essence of most of this album, which is to keep powering on. It, not as much replay value for me. I think it's 
lyrically it's a it's good musically it was i wasn't as big of a yeah, fan a little of lackluster it. for sure but and he uh had written uh, brett had written the song about one of the guys who was with him uh through some of his music stuff and and how he just kind of gave up on chasing his dreams and uh, this song is brett kind of telling him to <laughs> in his words he's kind of being a wuss he needed to tough it out you know so right, just keep pursuing right. your dreams and that wraps up the union again i think it's a really nice album um but i think this next album is much better yeah give me one sec because i wrote oh maybe i didn't yeah so i was trying something new just writing like a quick recap for each of these albums sure and yeah this one i would say for sure check out man made man heavy and uh mama oh and hard times those would probably be like the standout ones maybe sure and if you're a fan of those, listen to the rest of the album. Overall, it's a it's a good good first album. I'd probably give it I don't know six six and a half out of ten somewhere in that vein. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna fight you on that. Yeah. Uh, so this next album, Young Beauties and Fools, right off the top, this is a really really cool album cover. It's yeah. a little understated. Like it's just it's maybe a father and his daughter standing in a woods, um, maybe hiking. It looks like he's got like a hiking stick with him. Um, and then kind of in script on like a beat up piece of paper at the bottom, it just uh, lays out the album title. First, I just really feel like this fits the album perfectly. Yeah, it, no, it's great. And at this point in the podcast, we probably talked about over 150 albums just doing back of the napkin math. Yeah, this might be in. I, 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 I think you can make an argument. This is top 10 or top 15 or top 20. I think top 10 for sure. Like this is top to bottom. What is this? 10 tracks, 11 ten, tracks, this 10. Is, this song or this album is 10 tracks, no skips. There's some hits. There every single song you can listen to and I, I don't know. This is just a this is an amazing There's album. There's so much good shit here, man. Yeah. His vocal work is off the charts on this album, man. It's by far their best work. It's good writing, it's good music. I, I just and again, there's smattering different things in there, but the storytelling here is incredible. It's it's just a like it's a crazy ride all the way listening through. Uh, and then they close it out so softly and sweetly, and it's just yeah, this album fucking rocks. Yeah, like ten out of ten. I'm totally with you. So yeah, the opener for this album, Young Beauties and Fools, circa 2017, is My Poor Heart. It's a great opener. Yeah, and this is another one where they, they start out a little understated, right? It's just kind of him and the piano slowly coming in where he's just he's ripping off the chorus to the start. Not ripping off, like just, you know, spelling out the chorus. And then the band all kind of clings in together, picks up the energy, high tempo. Um, he lets off some great yells here. Um, real raspy shit. The guitar and the piano mix well here. It just This song is a fantastic opener. The chorus is like this awesome like sing-along vibe. Uh, the song's about taking a break from love, and it's just a it's a cool song. He's singing, I lost my wallet and my keys. They're lying somewhere around with my dignity. I woke up and I couldn't breathe. Yeah, monkey's sitting next to me. And that's kind of a good place to say with this album. Like, again, this album's all about, like, a fucked up family. You know, people getting into all sorts of crazy shit um, and just kind of, like, figuring their way through life. Like, there's drug problems. There's alcohol problems. There's this. There's that. There's the other. Like, family's all fucked up and we just kind of figure it out and keep going yeah it's it's a really really cool story it's a great way to start absolutely the second track on the album is josie which was actually a, a fix, fictional name that 
Brett gave to to write like a character for the song. Yeah, I kind of figured that. It, it, this doesn't seem like I guess this could be a real person, but it does strike me as a fictional person. Well, okay, so the the character in the song is based on a real woman that he knew. Yeah, and then obviously he you know he changed the name yeah. and, and everything. Editorialized, sure. Yeah, but uh, no, th- I mean this isn't it. I actually. <laughs> For the longest time, I used to, like, just when I would go to listen to this album, I would just start here. For some reason, I would skip my poor heart. <laughs> but I, I think it's just because because I love this song. I wanted to listen to this song. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's a little bit tumbly, kind of, uh, you know, slower in the beginning. Not slow, but it's mid-tempo. Um, but it kind of just, like, picks up and picks up and picks up. Um, and, again, you get this, like, full, like, choral singing on the chorus. Uh, you know, band all coming together, like good piano again, good mix with the guitar and the piano here. Um, kind of mid tuned, everything, nothing crazy, but I just the vocals carry the song here again and the story. Hundred percent. And the lyrics, uh, it's a bittersweet song about a woman's struggle with addiction, mental illness, and loneliness in a world that doesn't seem to understand her. Right. She's a bit of a strange cat. And yeah, some of the lyrics are, you know, she's drinking Manhattan's, getting high, looking the other way when her boyfriend's ch- cheating. And then the chorus is Josie rides closely, closely to the line. Right, right. Really struggling, really like teetering on the edge of like darkness. Yeah. Um, really, really cool track. Yeah. The next track, one of my personal favorites, Everything is Alright. I feel like this is one of two hits off the album, even though I guess on Apple here, it's not really starring this song. But I do remember this one getting some radio play. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And this is more ballady. Um, yeah, this is slower. Yeah, this is kind of a plucky guitar, let's say. A little bit lower tuned, but not like very clean still. Um, Lower energy verses into like these high, like belting out choruses, but really stretching it out, kind of like almost like a sad, lonely feeling, even though they're like picking up. The vibe is supposed to be good, but it's still got a tinge of sadness to it. Um, And almost like it feels like a little haunting. I guess maybe. Yeah, I, I I get that vibe, and this song is personal to Brett. Uh, he, he's talking about his struggles with fame and life in general. I actually have some annotations from him on the song's lyrics, which is cool when nice. artists do that. Uh, so he he said this song was written during a summer where he spent every cent he earned from the band's first album at all every the bar toonie? at the bars in Kingston. Every loony. Oh yeah, <laughs> every loony. <laughs> He said, uh, I rented a house on Division Street near downtown where I would sit on the porch and write songs all day and then head down toward the watering holes in the evening. Yeah, no. And I, I, I love this chorus lyric, the couple lines in there. Everything is all right, if only for the night. I forgot what it feels like. like that's just crazy, man. That's such, that's so powerful. Yeah. He also sings in the chorus or at the end of each verse. I think it's actually, yeah, I think it's at the end of each verse. So I haven't touched a pretty thing in 40 days. Yeah. And he said on this, a pretty thing is not so much a woman as it is an all-encompassing description for things that make me weak. Maybe a little bit of a biblical reference, too. too. Like, Jesus goes into the desert for 40 days. He, he suffers all the way through. Mm. I don't know. They seem oddly, not oddly, but like semi-religious. Hmm. Um, I didn't think of it that just way. Just an interesting note there. Like, 40 days seems like a kind of arbitrary choice otherwise. No. Yeah, true. Like, a month is 30 days. Why wouldn't it be 60 days? Why wouldn't it be, I don't know. Otherwise, 40 seems arbitrary. But in that context, maybe something. Yeah, that's true. 
And then later in the song, he sings, yeah, I punched a man on his wedding night. I'm still trying to figure out how to apologize. I learned that morning. I can't fix nothing anyway. So I haven't touched a pretty thing in 40 days. He said on this, this is a true story. Yeah, I mean, it sounds personal. Like, <laughs> that that would be crazy to make that up. He said, uh, the man that I punched is quite a good guy. Just last week, he asked, asked me when his royalty check is coming. <laughs> I've since apologized about this, and everything is water under the bridge. I mean, hey, he gave the guy royalties on this fucking song. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and so, yeah, on this album, too, he said, like, for many of these songs, he was writing, like, hungover, just trying to make sense of life. Yeah, no, I yeah. mean, sometimes, uh, you know, clarity comes out of that kind of thing where it's, like, you're just so fucked and, like, kind of in, in this weird place where, like, you just laser focus in all of a sudden. Yeah, and this this is, for sure, a standout song. The chorus really picks up, even though the, the verses can be a little bit slower, but this is definitely one of the their best if not their best like what i would call slower songs yeah totally agree oh i really like this next one too it's got a little bit more of a pop so the next one's come down yeah retro vibe it's got a poppy kind of retro vibe to it and not like super poppy but i guess it's the it's the keyboard right like they open with this kind of mid high tune keyboard um that's maybe buzzed out a little bit um and even the like the cadence is a little poppy. Um, but again, chorus here, right? He really picks up the energy in his vocals in the chorus. And it just it just it's so striking, man. Like so powerful. Really, really cool track. Um, kind of, you know, otherwise nothing crazy. Like, I don't think the music here is crazy. It just grips. No, it's it's very relatable. Actually, it's just about not wanting like a fun night with a girl to end. And, you know, he's singing, you got the money and I've got the heart. I know a guy that delivers to these parts, so don't you come down on me. Right. Like, just let's just keep, stick this, around. keep this going. Don't leave. Yeah. Right. Uh, bit, a bit, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, after that is Hide My Love, which is a cool song about, you know, having to hide your feelings for someone uh, or the fact that you're in a relationship or anything along those lines, pretty much. Yeah, and this is a little bit more like low plucky guitar again. Um, you know, maybe mid slow tempo here, but again, like the lyrics are just really, really nice, like writing here. Uh, vocals cr- killing it again, like really getting through his range up and down. Um, That's another one. Like, just don't skip it. Really, really good track. Yeah. The next track, I already know it's going to be in your top 10. Uh, it's Godless, Graceless, and Young. High energy, ripping it off all the way through. Uh, you know, this chorus is super catchy. Again, the background vocals doing the woo-wooing uh, through the chorus. I think that's a nice effect for these guys. Um, guitars kind of ripping through. Uh, you know, just really good energy, really fun track. Yeah, this song romanticizes being bad in a way. Yeah, right. This is what I was kind of talking about. We're like, family's fucked up, but that's kind of what we do. Yeah, and the the line, it feels so damn good to be godless, grace, graceless, and young. That's a really, really cool line. Yeah, it's the young and dangerous thing, right? And do you get the the vibe? This is, it's a it's a rare vibe to get. But there's a couple songs on this album that almost sound a little bit like Dreamers, sound wise. Like in this song when they're doing like the woo woo woo, like that that sounds like something that Dreamers does. It's not quite as poppy, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think "Come Down" is a little closer to Dreamers than this track, but you're on the right track here. Yeah, there's just a couple times throughout the album where I got that vibe. Totally which is cool. Yeah. I mean, I uh, you know yeah. I like that sound. Exactly right. Total hundred percent. Yeah, uh, my blood. This is another one where I had forgotten about this song, 
you know, I, I'd saved it and then listening through, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a really good song. Yeah. And the writing here is crazy, too. This is another one where it's like everything like people are just fucked up, man. This is all about like drug problems and this and that and the other. And the family's just all over the place. Um, and they're just kind of trying to figure it out. Uh, mid tempo, kind of mid to mid high energy here. Um, again, the music's nothing crazy. It's just it's the vocals carrying it through. It's so like the, the songwriting and the vocals just so powerful, man. Like that really nice deep cut here. Yeah, in this song, the father's on the run from the IRS, the uncle's in trouble with the law, someone else has a drug problem. So yeah, it's it's a definitely a cool song. And then we get to arguably their best, most popular song in their whole catalog. SOS, sawed off shotgun. The drums are ripping here. Uh, ripping many not even be the right word. It's more like they're just they're loud and like right in your face throughout. Like it opens with the basically a, a little drum solo, five, six second drum solo to open. Um, and you'll hear it just pounding and pounding throughout. Um, this is maybe more of that like jangly sing along vibe to it. Again, uh, really high energy. It, it's not super fast by any means, um, but it, it just it it fucking slaps you in the face, man. Like. And this this chorus is super catchy too. Like, yes, everybody can sing along to this one, man. It's a really, really, really good track. Yeah, and Brett said on this one, it just kind of reflects on his own journey and the battles he's faced throughout his life, and yeah. trying to find strength to break free from those things that have totally you know, tried to hold him down. Yeah, yeah. And some of the lines, you know, they sent the tax man. I lost my job in. You got hooked on oxycodone. They shut the lights off. They took the car in. I bought a sawed-off shotgun. Right, ready to fight the world. Yeah. Epic message, epic course, awesome post-course music. Um, the line, I'd rather be crazy than to take these pills. I love that line. This is this is a must listen. Must, must listen. I mean, and this is the hit off the album, the hit off the album, like the radio hit, the spending commercials. Like, right. This is very much more like a, like an off-road car commercial song, you know, like maybe a Wrangler or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it might be in a Wrangler commercial. I would not be shocked. Uh, anyways, yeah, totally like if nothing else from this whole episode, check this one out, please. I, I, I would actually argue if nothing else from this whole episode, check out Sawed Off Shotgun, So Much Love to Give, and Thank You for Saying Goodbye. That back to back to back. I love that that stretch in the album. Yeah, I totally agree. So that next track, So Much Love to Give. It, it, another one, man. Just like, I, think, I feel like this is a vastly underrated track in yeah, terms of streams. Yeah, I mean, it gets caught in the deep cuts, right? But it's just so powerful. Again, man, like, you know, mid to mid high energy here. Uh, I don't know what to say that I haven't already said, but it's just the great songwriting again. Super powerful vocals, like, must listen. Yeah, and this song's, you know, about redemption. And like I said earlier, at this point in his life, he's getting drunk every night and, and just in the morning he's hungover and he's writing these songs. He just doesn't know where he's at in his life, and he's kind of battling with that. And yeah. the lyrics reflect that. Totally. I might die on a Saturday night and wake up Sunday on the wrong side of paradise. I'm rehearsed and overdressed. I'm a goddamn mess. I mean, that stanza is incredible. Yeah, it's got that clap-along beat to it. Like, it, it's... This rocks. And the chorus is epic, too. Totally agree. Yeah. I mean, it's hidden in the back of our... Uh, the way I fuck things up, I've got a heart in me, I swear. It's hidden in the back of a bar somewhere. Everything you've heard is true, but I can make it up to you. And then they, you know, I, I got so much love to give. Yeah, that bit in the middle, I... It, it's a little, like, kind of a sweet bit right there in the chorus. I've got so much love to give. Right. Uh that that line in particular not in love with 
But I think the rest of the chorus, he really stretches it out to the nth degree to his very extreme on his range. And it's it, it, it brings you right back in. Yeah. It's awesome track. And then we get to the closer for the album, which I mean, we just come off the the highest of highs of sawed off shotgun and so much love to give. And then it slows it all down. Yeah, you go, Godless, Graceless, and Young, My Blood, Sawed Off Shotgun, So Much Love to Give, and then you get taken right back down to earth with this one. Yeah, and this is Thank You for Saying Goodbye, and like I said, most of the record kicks ass sound-wise, and then they end it with a fucking tearjerker. And it's so proper. It's just so well done, man. Like, low, slow, kind of plucky, maybe hollowed-out notes type deal. Um you know, he's kind of just like slowly strumming along through parts of it. Otherwise, you know, you open with this cool, like slow lick to it, too. Um, you know, he gets down into his lower range, his lower level on the vocals, but you can hear the emotion dripping out of his voice. Like, this is a fantastic ballad. Yeah. Love this. Song. A true masterpiece. He, he's he's sad and dejected in the verses. And in the chorus, he's singing, thank you for saying goodbye. Like. You know, he's ups- he's upset that the relationship's over, but he also knows that he's better off in the long run. But right now he's still going through it. I mean, it's just it encapsulates like just, you know, the the all the bad parts about breaking up after you've been with someone for a while. 100 percent. Like the whole like the whole process. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, just a couple lines. Someday I'm going to wake up and you won't be on my mind because all them dirty things made me think that love was a lot like hate and all them fiery nights just could not make up for the firefights. Oh, thank you for saying goodbye. And then he actually changes that in the second verse um, instead of in all the fiery nights, he changes it to and all because all them Friday nights and he kind of yeah. mixes up. Yeah. And then it just trails off the music cuts with the very last line. And it just he just kind of it got this like hollow effect on the mic throughout. And it's just him, thank you for saying goodbye. And that's the end. Yeah. It's it's gripping, man. Wow, this song rocks. Yeah. And like I said, he's singing in the first verse, someday I'm going to wake up. And then the second verse it changes to someday you're going to wake up. Yeah. So, like I said, he's really he, get, he gets the whole process of, of a breakup. Fantastic songwriting. Yeah. So that closes out Young Beauties and Fools. I'm 10 just, out of 10. I'm just going to read my um, my recap here word for word from what I've written down. Check out everything. My Poor Heart, SOS, So Much Love to Give, Thank You for Saying Goodbye, Must Listen. The whole album is good, start to finish. Ten tracks, no skips. Very hard to do. Uh, it's a shorter piece of music, but nothing feels forced. How many of these types of albums... Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, how many of these albums do you think we have covered? Like, these 10 out of 10s. Oh. We're going to we're gonna talk about this in a few weeks, too. But I would say maybe five, six. Uh, I'd say closer to 10. Yeah, we'll talk about it, but I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's USS, um, Lincoln Park, Nirvana. Yeah, it, you can make an argument for a shot. Sh- Sound of Madness. Yeah, I would say Sound of Madness. Yep. Um, There's we just we just did another one too. American Heartbreak. Yeah, I, I'd kidding. say there's that's, probably close. That's to thirty-four time. songs. Yeah, that was that a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's just. So masterfully done, dude. Yeah. You'd think these guys would be so much bigger after this. Yeah, and going back to the 10 tracks, like so often you get artists doing like 17, 16 tracks, and five or six of them are, are very forgettable. Like nothing's forced. There's no toss-ins here. There's no toss-ins. It's, it's well-crafted. The, the song structure, the opener, the closer, everything between 
This record kicks ass, ends it with a tearjerker. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah. All right, Joey, that's all we got for Glorious Sons today. Uh, you want to get into... <laughs> You want to get in? <laughs> Time to talk about John Party's new Christmas album. <laughs> oh man, I. Uh, it's really tough to follow up an album like this when you're where you've 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 hit your your zen state. You're so masterful on an album. It's hard to follow that up, right? And there's trying to follow this album up, and then there's a war on everything. I. See, you know what's funny? I like this album more than you. I can already tell. I think we'll we'll be in agreement on the last album. I I, I think there's a, several pretty good tracks on here, but there's also several that are forgettable. I just I don't love the message of the album. Like the album in general strikes me as like the world's fucked up and everything around me sucks. Um, let's just like try to find a way to get through this or get like get over this. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of songs that have that. Yeah, messaging, yeah, I didn't. Uh, but there's still some good tracks on this one. It's a longer album. It's 14 songs now. So yeah. And just thinking out loud, time wise, do you want to spend more time on this, and then maybe we can skip around on the next one? And glory, I mean, we could we could shorten that up. I think. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So yeah, a war on everything comes out in 2019 and opens with panic attack. Which, go ahead. Yeah, this is good energy here. Like, this is very much similar to the Union album. Um, you know, it's got that more hard rock vibe to it. Um, you know, great yells. Um, but again, that message I just don't love. Um, they do name drop the, the the album title "War on Everything" in this tr- song, which is weird because then the next song is the title track. But okay. Uh, otherwise, I do like this one. This is one of the more popular songs on Apple. Yeah, I'm a fan of this one as well. Just about being in a rough state in life. This one also reminded me a little bit of that dreamer sound, where it's just, uh, it's more upbeat, like a almost like a pop punk kind of thing. Although not as much as yeah, yeah, like dreamers. Right. But yeah, good song. And then we get a war on everything. So the title track here, which I don't understand why you would make a title track. I mean, I understand why you would make a title track and put it second, like given like the sound of this song versus panic attack. But I also, I don't know if you're going to put it second, just figure out a way it to make it. It almost feels first. like they half-assed like a concept album here. <laughs> like they started doing a concept album and they were like, ah, I don't know, not really. But anyways, yeah, I don't know. This song's a little bit lower, but still like kind of mid range, mid level. Um, just forgettable for me though. I don't know. It just didn't strike me. Yeah, it, it was decent. It's just, slowly singing it's kind of a love song it's kind of forgettable didn't love it yeah the next track is spirit to break and the essence of this is him just saying show me that you still have a spirit to break yeah this is back in a little bit more like uh up tempo better energy here um kind of interesting songwriting here uh you know good vocals i kind of like this one this maybe we get slept on a little bit Swept under the rug, but this is a better track. Yeah, it's funny. I'm opposite of you. This one's not for me. Not one of my. Not yeah. one of my favorites. I mean, I could see it. Like, no, this nothing on this album grips me quite like the last album. So, uh, I would argue the next track is is almost as gripping. Closer to the sky. Yeah, I mean that's a cool one too. Like, I like this is one of the hits off the album for sure. Um, you know, good energy here, fun track, but I don't know, just. I don't. I just. I don't know. This whole album is kind of a bummer for me. But oh, I see. I really like "Closer to the Sky." I think it's. It's. This is them doing something a little bit different, like with the cadence of 
him singing the first no that yeah, again this song there's some really good stuff here like you said the cadence the again he, he's a very good singer um you know getting through his range well here but yeah good track i like in the i like the chorus in this one and then one of the verses that i liked was he's like on the edge of the lake at the edge of the night she's looking at you with dangerous eyes and a half smile you give her a kiss she bites your lip you say i love you she says you're full of shit she's so right <laughs> <laughs> That is clever. <laughs> and then the chorus is, you know, come a little closer to the sky. It's better than wondering why. Yeah, but it's got that, like, this is almost poppy. I know, but I like it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, this works for me. All right. Yep. I get it. Uh, after that, Wild Eyes. Um, I kind of like this one, too. It's a little bit slower. Um, not slow, but slower. Um, you know, good mix of the guitar and the drums and everything. Like, it just, it's well composed. Um Good, not great for me, though. It's funny. You and I are flopping on this. I, this one was forgettable for me. I wasn't a fan. Follows that up with a funny thing happened. And this is good energy. I just don't know this what to do with this might song be though. their weirdest song in yeah, their catalog. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I, it, I, I need a couple more listens, I think. Some of the lyrics, I just, it was just so weird. Made a gun with my hand, but he knew I was a liar. I woke up in jail, already took my belt. I begged them for a beating, but they didn't want to help. I tried chugging gas. I started falling forward. I woke up half naked at the Mexican border. Yeah, just, I don't know, man. This this feels a little out there. Forced, maybe? Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word. No, I get what you're saying, though. Like, it just, it feels like they were kind of trying to throw something together here. Yeah. 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 Uh, The next track is truly my least favorite song on the album oh i like this song the laws of love and war you don't like this no not even a little slower lower lackluster nothing here for me i don't know i i feel like you can really hear like the pain in his voice yeah the vocals are good it's it's no it's no thank you for saying goodbye no but i i still think this is good and and worthwhile if you are into the slower stuff yeah and this is this is the part of the album where it starts to transition from the world's fucked to let's just deal with it and i don't that's just maybe a editorial note there but i don't know it just doesn't it doesn't strike me i don't know i mean i i disagree I th when he's saying there's raindrops in your hair you won't come in you're just standing there i don't remember what you came for it just hurts because you're not mad anymore oh we never learned the laws of love and war like, yeah i don't I, you can really just hear like the sadness in his voice when he's singing that true the next track is one more summer a little more up-tempo here. Uh, you know, not powerful, but, like, striking guitar work, um, striking vocals, uh, a little bit more classic Rocky. I kind of like this one. Yeah, this was this was a decent one for me. Yeah, just another one in the, in the, in the book here. Yeah. Uh, next up is the ongoing speculation into the death of rock and roll. Did you, I, did you pick up on the Cobain reference in here? No, I missed it. Um... But, th but with that context, that's interesting. So, yeah, he sings, There's a ghost with bleach blonde hair who walks around with half a head. He's a t-shirt now from 94. You all wanted him dead. Who killed the rock and roller? Who put a gun to his head? Who killed the rock and roller? That's an interesting question. And then he <laughs> and then he closes out with, He's a t-shirt now, but nothing more. Which is, that's a, man, that's kind of powerful. That's super powerful. Like, it it's so on point with what nirvana was kind of all about right like they talked about really like trying to tackle issues that they thought were important and it was like the music's great right 
But we have these other things that we're super interested into: women's rights, gay rights, um, you know, fighting for the the people who feel like they don't have a voice. And to the point now where Nirvana is is yes, exactly that. Like that T-shirt with with the fucking silly goofy. It's iconic. It's iconic, but it, it's the joke like named five Nirvana songs, right? Like the T-shirt is is. Ha- I would say like. Half the people who have the T-shirt don't know a damn thing about Nirvana. Nah, I, did, I disagree with that. No, dude. You it, don't buy the T-shirt unless you're a fan yes, of music. Yes, yes. No, I'm going to stand on my soapbox. This is this is the T-shirt that chicks buy and, like, tear up and make it look at like a – they'll make it like a crop top or something. And it's, like, edgy. Nobody does that. Yes. Nobody does that. Yes. Dude. Oh, my God. You're so wrong about this one. This <laughs> is, like – this is like alt chick, like one hundred and one, dude. Nobody buys a band T-shirt if they don't like the band or they don't know the music. Uh, we're just gonna have to agree, well, disagree. We're here. gonna have to post this one up and see what the people of the internet think, dude. Just walk around a college campus and look for girls wearing wearing band T-shirts, and just think to yourself, like, we we should do flip the record hits the streets. We go to the college campus with a <laughs> microphone and say name three, <laughs> name five name, songs, name name three Nirvana songs. Oh, we should do that. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. But, you know, when it gets warmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that that's super, like, powerful right there, man. Like, it, and I'm normally not a fan of people being like, oh, rock's dead, rock's this, rock's that. Because I, I, I disagree. It's different. It's not in its heyday, necessarily. But normally I hate that trope. But it's an interesting twist on that. Yeah, and the, the this song is essentially just saying people have lost their values. There's things are wrong with society, and yeah, I I think it's really cool that they threw in a whole verse with the Nirvana innuendos. On, ongoing speculation: Who done it? Who knows? Could have been anybody. <laughs> wink, wink. Alrighty, uh, next one. No, next one. Uh, you can see my brain is just fried today. Um. Kick them wicked things. This is another good, like, fun kind of track. Um, a little more up tempo, upbeat here. Uh, really nice vocal work through the chorus here, but middle of the road song. Yeah, we are so misaligned on this album. I think this is one of their cheesiest songs. I'm not really a fan of it. Yeah, I gotcha. I'm not gonna fight you on it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, after that is I'm on your side. This is another standout from the album. I like this one. Yeah, I kind of like this one, too. A little sweeter, a little uh, janglier, kind of fun. Uh, you know, writing here is better. Not great, better. Um, and, you know. And it's still a little bit more of that poppy kind of vibe. Yeah. But again, I, I I think it works in this song. Yeah, it's not too bad, for sure. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and this, I'm on your side is about a relationship and still feeling good about it. You know, happy that you tried, even though... It might not have worked out. It's just relatable. Agreed. Uh, the next song, I think this was might have had the most streams off the album, if not the second most. Kingdom in My Heart. Yeah, and I actually kind of really like this one, too. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily fun, but it's got an uplifting vibe to it. Um, the, the metaphor is a little out there. It's strange. Um, but it is sweet. It makes you feel good. Um, yeah, I just... This is just good listening for me, like easy kind of mindless listening. Yeah, it's, it is feel good. It's, you know, about offering unconditional love to someone. And I think it's it's it, this could be a good sing along song, especially like live. I sure. think this would be a fun one. Yeah, to, I totally to listen agree. To. I can't believe I fucking missed this. God damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> song after that, Lean On Me Love. Um, 
little forgettable, honestly. Oh, I like I like this song a lot. I don't know. It's just it's just another track on the album. It very much fits the vibe of the music on this album. I don't know. This is another one where he mixes up like his cadence and his like it's he lets it st- stretch a he little does, bit like, for I'm, certain parts of the chorus. And no doubt, his vocal work fantastic. Agreed. Uh, this this is this is gonna be on my top ten list. I really like this one. I gotcha. And then close it out with Pink Motel. Um, kind of a strange track. A little bit like. Again, we're talking cadence, right? Like weird cadence to this whole song, but more up tempo, more of the heavy stuff. Um, I'm more inclined to like this track than a lot of the other ones, but uh, there's just something missing. I still think it's really good. Just something missing here. The guitar solos kick sick when it kicks in three minutes after you know into the song. Yeah, I I like it. I don't know if it's necessarily worth the build up. Yeah. The back half of the song I, I like a lot more. It and doesn't fit on this album, though, at all. Yeah, it's I mean, it's about a failed relationship. I don't know. I like this one. It just doesn't fit. It's kind of odd, like oddly structured, structured. Yeah, I, certainly. Um, certainly odd as a closer. Yeah. And a weird place for it to be. If you throw this one in the middle somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, um, that so, was a war on everything. Yeah, so I was going to say, let me see. Yeah, just doing a quick recap. There's a couple songs worth checking out, in my opinion. Closer to the Sky, Kingdom of My Heart, and then I'm On Your Side, Lean On Me Love. I like those ones. I would check those out, especially if you like the other stuff from Glorious Sons. Definitely like check some of this stuff out, but I don't think it's necessarily a top-to-bottom listen. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> Just skip around. Yeah. And then and then we get Yeah, anyways, so you want to get into songs, set lists? Uh <laughs> No, dude, Glory is terrible. Dude, I've listened to it a couple times. I listened to it the first time and I hated it and I was like, "Oh, maybe this is one of those ones where I have to give it a couple listens." And then I gave it a couple listens and I hated it even more. <laughs> I listened to it again this morning and I found myself like naturally liking a few songs more than I remembered, but I was still wholly wildly underwhelmed with this album. Um, it's almost like a pop rock album. Yeah, it's a stark contrast from Previous Young Beauties work. and Fools in the Union, and even a War on Everything. I mean, it's it's better vibes. Like you feel good listening to this, but you don't feel good because the music's not good. Yeah. It's strange. We we can just skip skip around around here. I do want to say the title track, Glory, I think this is their worst song in their whole catalog. I mean, it's up there, man. Yeah. Uh, Just the the lyrics, what happens next, tell me a story, put on an accent, give it some glory. I I hate that line. I hate those lines. So cheesy. Yeah, and I'm skipping way ahead, but I feel like Cosmic Beam is kind of the same thing. Yeah, and, and going back to Glory, it almost has like a Christian rock. Pop I was gonna vibe. say the same thing. It gives me very God Rock feel. Yeah, yeah. Just the the songwriting is just not there. No, and I, the, something's and missing. the sound. Um, you know, some of the hits, uh, hits like the the more listened to tracks on this album, "Mercy, Mercy," very poppy, didn't strike me. No likey. House lights, um, forgettable. Oh, house lights was the only song I'd actually saved off this album. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saving any of this, so sure. Lightning Bolt. I actually do kind of like Lightning Bolt. Um, I think it's a cool. It's it's creative writing. Um, cool metaphor. Uh, you know, not as 
detestable musically as some of the other stuff, but still not great. Uh, just good. Just yeah. Good. So Brett said on this one, he almost called it Josie number two because this was this is about somebody else, and he used the lightning bolt as a metaphor for yeah. this person. Yeah. And I'm with you lyrically. I think I think this is probably one of the better. Yeah. So this is one of the better ones in terms of songwriting. Um, still not a ton of replay value for me, but it's fine. Cellular, terrible. Oh, hold on. Let me, uh, you're jumping around here. Cellular. Th- yeah, this is dedicated to, this is dedicated to his, uh, grandfather who passed away. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, don't get me wrong. It's a sweet track, but I just, I don't, I don't like any part of it. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, it's cool that he's writing a track for his grandfather, but the way he went about doing it, I love you so much. It's cellular. It just, it doesn't, it's such a strange metaphor. It doesn't resonate. It doesn't resonate at yeah. all. You got anything else? Uh, I'm just seeing if I have any like one liners or anything. No cosmic beam. Like you said, one of the cheesiest ones. Oh, I don't have anything else. This album sucks. Yeah, we can just move on. Anyways, Glory, if you have a closer, go for it, but don't listen. Yeah, I do want to say real quick, they had a single in 2017, Kill the Lights. Oh, I didn't check that one out. Ain't good? Oh, it's in my top ten. I like okay, that song. Okay, cool. I'll yeah. check that one out. Good. It's catchy, it's catchy as hell. It's more of like the, um, more of like the uh, Young Beauties and Fools kind of vibe. Uh, it's, it's it, the song's about kind of getting married young and and dumb and kind of regretting it. And uh, I like he sings in the chorus: "Kill the lights and put your nightdress on. Have a last cigarette and leave one out for the morning. Kill the lights, babe. I'm too damn tired. We can't fuck tonight. I work a double tomorrow." That's cool. And the the music's good on this. All right, one. yeah, I'll check that one out. Alrighty, for real this time: songs, set lists, uh, albums. You want to do albums first? Just run through it real quick. <sighs> yeah, I think you and I are gonna flop on two and. Three, sure. but for me it's gonna be glory the union a war and everything and then young beauties and fools yeah you're 100 percent right my one through four or four through one is glory a war and everything union young beauties and fools young beauties and fools yeah i think talking about it now the union might be um it might be an easier listen from start to finish but i think the standout songs that i for me, at least, on a war and everything, I listen to more than the ones I listen to on the Union. Yeah, I mean they're just so stylistically different. I, it's hard to even compare and contrast. It's we're just gonna have to agree to disagree there. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Top ten songs. Sure. So ten to one here. Shapeless art. Kingdom of my heart. Lean on me, love. Kill the lights. And then thank you for saying goodbye. Everything is all right. My poor heart, so much love to give, heavy and sawed off shotgun. Yeah, I'm good with that. And um, I and I very well could have put all of Young Beauties and Fools on this top ten list. Yeah, I hear that for sure. All right, ten to one. Uh let's start ten heavy, nine come down, eight. Thank you for saying goodbye. Seven, Josie, six, my poor heart. Uh Five white noise, four mama, uh, three. Ah, Godless Graceless and Young. young. Yep, two is gonna be. No, I fucked this up. Anyways, I'll just stick with it at this point. Two panic attack, one sawed off shotgun. I'm moving panic attack. Let's put that at five. But 
everything else just shifts up shifts up one. <laughs> Sounds good. Because I fucked that up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Set lists. Open is Godless Graceless and Young. Got to open with that. Good energy gets the people going. Come into the into the encore. Open encore with Josie. Then panic attack. Then everything's all right. Oh, closing with the. Uh, okay, I like that. For me, I had opening with Man Made Man. It does take a while to get into the chorus, but once it does, it hits. It hits. Yeah. And like the, the build up. What, what was the instrument the called? Fish, the fish. The weirdo. The fish. Starting off with that, it's like unique where everyone's like, oh, like, yeah. what's going on here? <laughs> it's <was> wild. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the encore, I have Kingdom in My Heart because it does have that kind of like sing along vibe, at least in the chorus. Yeah. And then I put Kill the Lights in there and then Sawed Off Shotgun. Yeah, I'm cool with that too. Yeah. Yeah, just a different, different attack on that. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, that's all for Glorious Sons this week. The next few weeks. So we're going to do a Christmas episode where we debate two Christmas albums. Then we're going to do a one or two episodes as kind of a recap of the year. Um, yeah, I think probably two, but we'll see. We're going to have some lists, some debates, some apologies, some stand die on your hill takes. Um, and just a fun way to you know remember the things we've covered all, all year. It'll be a fun I think listen. we should recap. We should do the five worst albums we covered. Too. Oh, in addition oh, to the best, we listen, should do the worst. There, there will be there will be highs and lows, <laughs> plenty throughout those episodes. Yeah. So. Um, all right, guys, follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Flip the Record. Uh, like, review, subscribe on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the next one. Bijan, four touchdowns today. Four.